Chapter 13 Numerous Ways of Doing Good Allah the Exalted says in the Quran وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ بِهِ عَلِيمٌ And whatever you do of good deeds, truly Allah knows it well. And Allah also says, وَمَا تَفْعَلُوا مِنْ خَيْرٍ يَعْلَمُهُ اللَّهِ And whatever good you do, be sure Allah knows it. And Allah also says, فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا So whosoever does good equal to the weight of an atom shall see it. And Allah also says, مَنْ عَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَلِنَفْسِهِ Whosoever does a good deed, it is for his own self. 117 Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu reported, I asked, O Allah's Messenger, which action is the best? He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Faith in Allah and jihad in the way of Allah. I asked, Which neck or slave is best for emancipation? He said, that which is dearest of them in price and most valuable of them to its masters. I asked, if I cannot afford it? He said, then help a laborer or work for one who is disabled. I asked, if I cannot do it? He said, you should restrain yourself from doing wrong to people because it serves as charity which you bestow upon yourself. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith shows the excellence of jihad and emancipation of slaves. It also highlights the importance of cooperation and sympathy with others. Similarly, one who refrains from putting others into trouble his reward for it is no less than that of propitiatory offering and kindness. It also tells that faith in Allah is the basis for the acceptance of good deeds. In fact, conduct is the fruit of one's faith. Without faith, nothing will be acceptable by Allah. 118 Abu Dhar reported, Allah's Messenger وسلم, said, When you get up in the morning, charity is due from every one of your joints. There is charity in every ascription of glory to Allah. There is charity in every declaration of His greatness. There is charity in every utterance of praise of Him. There is charity in every declaration that he is the only true God worthy of worship. There is charity in enjoying good. There is charity in forbidding evil. Two raka'ah of duha or forenoon prayer is equal to all this in reward. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. There are 360 joints in a human body. It is these joints which enable him to work and make all kinds of movements. If man's body did not have these joints, 
it would have been impossible for him to sit, stand, lie, move and make use of different organs of his body. Thus every joint is a blessing for which one must express gratitude to Allah. It is yet another blessing of Allah that he has also told man a very easy way of thanksgiving which can be practiced even by the poorest man in the world. This means of thanksgiving is the recitation of tasbih, subhanallah, tahmeed, alhamdulillah, takbir, Allahu Akbar, and tahleel, la ilaha illallah, and to preach virtue and forbid that which is wrong or unlawful. If one is unable to do even this, then he should perform two raka'ah prayer at any time between sunrise and sunset. If one wants to enlarge their number, he can increase them to eight with the condition that the eight are divided into four couplets. 119 Abu Dhar reported, the Prophet said, The deeds of my people, good and bad, were presented before me, and I found the removal of harmful objects from the road among their good deeds, and phlegm, which might be in a masjid left unburied among their evil deeds, collected by Muslim. Commentary 1. Allah has listed in virtue even the good deed which is for the benefit of people or can save them from loss. What is its opposite, however small it may be, is reckoned as mischief. This hadith induces one to do good deeds to attain the pleasure of Allah and prevents one from evil deeds so that one is saved from the displeasure of Allah. 2. The hadith enjoins cleanliness of mosques and forbids throwing of anything there which violates its sacredness, such as spitting. If any such dirty thing is found there, it must be removed immediately. 120. Abu Dhar radiyallahu anhu reported, Some people said to the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, O Messenger of Allah, the rich have taken away all the reward. They observe salah as we do and give sadaqah out of their surplus wealth. Upon this, he, meaning the Prophet wasallam, said, Has Allah not prescribed for you a course following which you can also give sadaqah? In every declaration of the glorification of Allah, meaning the saying, Subhanallah, there is a sadaqah, and in every takbir, meaning Allahu Akbar, is a sadaqah, and in every celebration of praise, meaning saying Alhamdulillah, is a sadaqah, and in every declaration that He is one, meaning the saying La ilaha illallah, is a sadaqah, and in enjoining of good is a sadaqah, and in forbidding evil is a sadaqah. And in man's sexual intercourse with his wife, there is a sadaqah. They, meaning the companion, said, O Messenger of Allah, is there a reward for him who satisfies his sexual need among us? He, sallallahu alayhi wa said, You see, 
If he were to satisfy it with something forbidden, would it not be a sin on his part? Similarly, if he were to satisfy it legally, he would be rewarded, collected by Muslim. Commentary This hadith highlights two important points. Firstly, the enthusiasm of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ for surpassing each other in good actions. Secondly, it tells that virtue has a vast meaning in Islam and it includes every action which is done with good intention, provided it does not involve disobedience to Allah. So much so that it covers even natural activities of man which fall in the category of mubah or that which is permissible and may be omitted without fear of sin. And one is rewarded for them. Not only that, one is rewarded even for abstaining from a sin on the condition that the abstention is for the obedience of Allah. Then abstention rises to the level of an act of obedience and is rewarded likewise. 121. Abu Dhar radiallahu anhu reported, the Prophet wasallam said, Do not belittle any good deed, even meeting your brother Muslim with a cheerful face. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. We learn from this narration that meeting somebody cheerfully is also a virtue for two reasons. Firstly, it is a sign of good manners. Secondly, it creates affection and friendship amongst the Muslims, which is a meritorious act. 122. Abu Huraira, radiyallahu anhu, reported, the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, Every day the sun rises, charity is due on every joint of a person. You administer justice between two men is a charity. And assisting a man to mount his beast or helping him load his luggage on it is a charity. And a good word is a charity. And every step that you take towards the masjid for salah is a charity. And removing harmful things from the road is a charity. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. While in a version collected by Muslim, it is reported on the authority of Aisha, radiyallahu anha, that the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, Every one of the children of Adam has been created with 360 joints. So he who declares the glory of Allah, meaning the saying, Allahu Akbar, praises Allah, alhamdulillah, declares Allah to be one, la ilaha illallah, glorifies Allah, and seeks forgiveness from Allah, astaghfirullah, and removes a stone or thorn or bone from people's path and enjoins good and forbids evil to the number of those 360 will walk that day having rescued himself from hell. Commentary. This hadith also tells that even a person who does not have the capacity to pay sadaqah, meaning charity, alms, propitiatory offerings, and so on, can also pay it in the manner prescribed above and earn its reward. Moreover, he can also pay alms for the joints in his body. 123. 
Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, he who goes to the masjid at dawn or dusk, meaning for salah, Allah prepares a hospitable abode for him in Jannah every time when he walks to it or comes back from it, collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith induces us to go to the mosque and perform salah in congregation. 124. Abu Huraira, who reported, O Muslim women, never belittle any gift you give your neighbor, even if it is a hoof of a sheep. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. This hadith enjoins that any gift presented sincerely by a neighbor should not be treated as humble, however ordinary it may be, because in spite of being of small worth, it has a high value with Allah. 125. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Iman has 60-odd or 70-odd branches. The uppermost of all these is the testimony of faith, La ilaha illallah, or there is no true God except Allah, while the least of them is the removal of a harmful object from the road, and shyness is a branch of Iman. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. Number one, this narration tells us that from the standpoint of practice, faith has several stages. It also tells that faith and practice are inseparable. Secondly, it also makes evident the importance and excellence of shyness because it induces a person to good deeds and deters him from evils. 126. Abu Huraira radiallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, While a man was walking on his way, he became extremely thirsty. He found a well. He went down into it to drink water. Upon leaving it, he saw a dog which was panting out of thirst. His tongue was lolling out and he was eating moist earth from extreme thirst. The man thought to himself, This dog is extremely thirsty as I was. So he descended into the well, filled up his leather sock with water, and holding it in his teeth, climbed up and quenched the thirst of the dog. Allah appreciated his action and forgave his sins. The companions asked, Shall we be rewarded for showing kindness to the animals also? He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, A reward is given in connection with every living creature. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. In the narration of Al-Bukhari, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, is reported to have said, Allah forgave him in appreciation of this act and admitted him to Jannah. Another narration says, 
Once a dog was going round the well and was about to die out of thirst, a prostitute of Banu Israel happened to see it. So she took off her leather sock and lowered it into the well. She drew out some water and gave the dog to drink. She was forgiven on account of her action. Commentary Number one, this narration emphasizes the importance of kindness to every creature, even animals, because Allah is pleased with such kindness. Number two, Allah's quality of mercy and forgiveness is immensely vast. If he wants, he may forgive a person even on a minor good action done by him. 127. Abu Huraira, radiyallahu anhu, reported, The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I saw a man going about in Jannah and enjoying himself as a reward for cutting from the middle of the road a tree which was causing inconvenience to the Muslims, collected by Muslim. Another narration says, A man who passed by a branch of a tree leaning over a road and decided to remove it, saying to himself, By Allah, I will remove this from the way of the Muslims so that it would not harm them. On account of this, he was admitted to Jannah. According to the narration in Al-Bukhari and Muslim, it states, The Messenger of Allah said, While a man was walking, he saw a thorny branch on the road. So he removed it, and Allah appreciated his action and forgave him. Commentary. The act of saving people from harm and loss is greatly liked by Allah, no matter how small it is. Allah is greatly pleased if a person removes from the passage something that causes harm to people. On the contrary, persons who restrict or obstruct passages and thereby create inconvenience for the passers-by, as is usually done with great audacity on marriage parties, or create trouble for people by encroachment, do in fact incur Allah's displeasure. But our moral sense has been so blunted that rather than feeling any compunction, we do such things boastfully, forgetting that truly to Allah we belong and truly to Him we shall return. We have now become so low that we take pride in going against our religious teachings and practices, thus incurring Allah's displeasure. Is there any further stage of moral turpitude and revolt against him? 128. Abu Huraira, who reported, The Messenger of Allah وسلم, said, He who performs his wudu perfectly and comes to Jumu'ah prayer and listens to the khutbah silently, the sins which he has committed since the previous Friday plus three more days will be forgiven for him. One who distracts himself with pebbles during the khutbah will not get the reward for Jumar, collected by Muslim. Commentary. This hadith brings into prominence the following five important points. One, it induces one to take full care in ablutions that is to say, it should be strictly performed according to the sunnah. Two, 
the excellence of Juma prayer, or Friday prayer, which is obligatory for every sane, adult, healthy, and resident Muslim, whether he lives in a town or village. The Friday prayer is performed in the mosque in congregation. It has two rakat at the time of noon prayer and is preceded by a khutbah by the imam or the one who leads the prayer. It is not performed individually at home. 3. Whoever does one good act will get ten times reward in return. According to this principle, one who performs a Friday prayer, his minor sins relating to the rights of Allah, which are committed by him in ten days, are forgiven. 4. Silence during the khutbah is a must, otherwise one loses the reward of Jum'ah. 5. It is also necessary for a khatib to deliver a brief khutbah. 129. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, When a Muslim or a believer washes his face, meaning in the course of wudu, every sin he has committed with his eyes is washed away from his face along with the water or with the last drop of water. When he washes his hands, every sin they wrought is erased from his hands with the water or with the last drop of water. And when he washes his feet, every sin towards which his feet walked is washed away with water or with the last drop of water, with the result that he comes out cleansed of all sins, collected by Muslim. Commentary. This hadith mentions the excellence of wudu. Obviously, a person who performs wudu five times daily would be free from sins. Thus, wudu is a means of both outward and inward cleanliness. 130. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, The five-day daily salat prayers, and from one Jumu'ah prayer to the next Jumu'ah prayer, and from Ramadan to Ramadan, are expiations for the sins committed in between their intervals, provided the major sins are not committed, collected by Muslims. Commentary. If a Muslim saves himself from major sins and does not neglect his obligations to people, then he remains free from sins by means of the ibadah or worship stated above. 131. Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Should I not direct you to something? by which Allah obliterates the sins and elevates your ranks? They said, Yes, O Messenger of Allah. He wasallam, said, Performing wudu properly, even in difficulty, frequently going to the masjid and waiting eagerly for the next salah after a salah is over, indeed, that is our ribat, collected by Muslims. Commentary. Ribat means staying on the frontier of an Islamic country for security and defense purposes. Thus, 
It is a continuous process of jihad. Continuous good deeds and ibadah have been compared with ribat, performing full ablution in makarih, meaning where severe unpleasantness and hard labor is involved, is quite difficult. For instance, in winter, it is very cumbersome to properly wash all the organs of the body, but a Muslim does it to please Allah. Thus, its reward will be more in proportion to the labor. Similarly, the nearness of a mosque is in many respects very useful, but its being far from the house is better in this respect that the greater distance one has to cover for going to the mosque, the higher the reward for going there will be. Those who live close to the mosque do not have this credit. 132. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, He who observes the Fajr and Asr prayers will enter Jannah. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary. Muslims are enjoined to take special care of two of the five prescribed salah namely Fajr and Asr, because they occur during very comfortable hours. Their excellence and inducement on them have been mentioned here for the reason that there is greater possibility of laziness and negligence in these two Salah. It is very difficult indeed to rise for Salatul Fajr, the dawn prayer. Similar is the case of Salatul Asr, the afternoon prayer. It is the time when a person is very busy in winding up his daily affairs, and thus there is serious risk of losing this salah on this account. One who observes these two at their stated time can easily secure the other three without much effort. This endeavor on his part to secure salah will be a very effective means for him to enter Jannah. 133 Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, When a slave of Allah suffers from illness or sets on a journey, he is credited with the equal of whatever good works he used to do when he was healthy or at home. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. This hadith refers to the actions which a Muslim should take to gain the blessings of Allah and acceptance of his prayers by him, because one is duty-bound to fulfill all his obligations in all circumstances. 134. Jabir anhu, reported that he heard the Messenger of Allah وسلم, saying, Every good deed is charity collected by Al-Bukhari, while Muslim has reported the same on the authority of Hudayfa, radiyallahu anhu. Commentary. We come to know from this hadith that whatever good action and deed is done by a Muslim, he gets a reward of sadaqah on it. The word ma'roof stands here for every virtuous and noble deed, renunciation of evils, is also a virtue or ma'roof. 135. Jabir anhu reported, Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, When a Muslim plants a tree, 
Whatever is eaten from it is charity from him, and whatever is stolen is charity, and whatever is subtracted from it is charity. Collected by Muslim. Another narration says, If a Muslim plants a tree, and men, beasts, and birds eat from it, it will be charity from him on the day of resurrection. Another narration says, If a Muslim plants a tree, or sows a field, and men, and beasts, and birds eat from it, all of it is charity from him. Commentary This hadith highlights the importance of gardening and agriculture. It is also one of the merits of these two occupations that if someone patiently bears the loss that he suffers due to pilferage or theft of their produce, he is rewarded for it. 136. Jabir who reported, The tribe of Banu Salima wanted to move nearer to the masjid. On learning this, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said to them, I heard that you intend to move nearer to the masjid. They said, That is so, O Messenger of Allah. We do want to do that. He said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, O Bani Salama, keep to your homes. Your steps to the masjid are recorded, collected by Muslim. While another narration says, There is for every step towards the masjid, a degree of reward for you, collected by Muslim. Commentary 1. The more labor a good deed involves, the greater the proportion of reward for it will be. 2. No matter how great the distance of the mosque from one's home may be, one must go to it to perform salah with congregation. 137. Ubay ibn Ka'ab radiyallahu anhu reported, There was a man, and I do not know of any other man whose house was farther than his from the masjid, and he never missed salah in congregation. It was said to him, or I said to him, If you buy a donkey, you could ride it in the dark nights and in the burning sand. He said, I do not like my house to be by the side of the masjid, for I eagerly desire that my steps towards the masjid and back from it should be recorded when I return to my family. Upon this, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Allah has granted you all the rewards for you, collected by Muslim. While another narration says, you will get the reward for what you have anticipated. Commentary this hadith brings into focus the fervent zeal of the companions of the Prophet ﷺ for reward of good deeds in the hereafter. It also tells that one gets reward for every action according to one's intention. If we see the matter of salah from this angle, we find that the location of a mosque at a long distance from a Muslim's house is a blessing for him. 138 Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhuma reported, The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, 
There are 40 kinds of virtue. The uppermost of them is to lend a milch she-goat to someone in order to benefit from it and then return it. He who practices any of these virtues, expecting its reward and relying on the truthfulness of the promise made for it, shall enter Jannah. Collected by Al-Bukhari. Commentary. Loaning of anything to someone for temporary benefit without losing the right of its ownership is a meritorious act. 139. Adi ibn Hatim who reported, I heard the Prophet wasallam saying, Protect yourself from the hellfire by giving half of a date in charity. Collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. In another narration, Adi ibn Hatim anhu, reported the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam as saying, Allah will surely speak with every one of you without an interpreter. He, meaning the man, will look at his right side and will see nothing but the deeds which he had done before. And he will look to his left side and will see nothing but the deeds which he had done before. Then he will look in front of him and will find nothing but hellfire facing him. So protect yourselves from the hellfire by giving in charity even half a date, and if he does not find it, then with a kind word. Commentary. This hadith brings into prominence the following three points. One, the horror of the day of resurrection when one will have to stand before Allah to account for all his actions which will then be lying at both his hands. Two, everyone should spend according to his capacity in the way of Allah in the form of sadaqah and alms. In this way, good manners like polite conversation and so on can also become a means of his salvation. Three, one's actions alone would help him on the day of resurrection. 140. Anas, who reported, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Allah will be pleased with his slave who praises him, meaning says alhamdulillah when he eats and praises him when he drinks. Collected by Muslim. Commentary. If a person expresses his gratitude to Allah for food, which besides being a source of nourishment is also enjoyable for him, he gets a reward for it, and thus even eating can become rewardable too. 141. Abu Musa al-Ash'ari who reported, The Prophet said, Giving in charity is an obligation upon every Muslim. It was said to him, What about one who does not find the means to do so? He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, Let him work with his hands, thus doing benefit to himself and give in charity. It was said to him, What if he does not have the means to do so? He, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, Then let him assist the needy and the agreed. It was said, 
what about if he cannot even do this? He وسلم, said, then he should enjoin good. He was asked, what if he cannot do that? He, meaning the Prophet وسلم, said, he should then abstain from evil, for verily, that is a charity from him, collected by Al-Bukhari and Muslim. Commentary This hadith emphasizes two things. Firstly, it induces one to work hard so that he can fulfill his own needs and also spend in the way of Allah. Secondly, it points out a great variety of virtues and good deeds, so much so that even to abstain from sin also comes in the category of sadaqah.